We're so glad you decided to listen to our program today. Our intent is to inform you and to encourage you. This is Are You Listening? with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour. In a busy world with lots of distractions, we need to pay closer attention to God. Are you listening to God's Word today? Here's Jeff. We appreciate the introduction, Brother Jay. Thank you, and hello, everybody. Welcome to the International Gospel Hour, and it is good to be with you. Today we wish to talk about, well, a number of things, a potpourri of a program, if you will. And I'll tell you what we're looking forward to in just a moment. I always like to pause near the beginning of our broadcast and to remind you of a couple of things. First of all, we'd love for you to follow us on social media. On Facebook at International Gospel Hour, Instagram at International Gospel Hour, and Twitter at Our underscore Gospel. We'd love for you to come, to follow us, to like our page at Facebook, and to keep up with the works that we're doing. We try to highlight congregations that we visit and talk about their good works. We keep people informed of our travels and where we'll be. We always look forward to meeting our special guests, and we trust that those pages will be of help to you in your pursuit and study of God's Word. Join us on social media. Facebook at International Gospel Hour, Instagram at International Gospel Hour, and Twitter at Our underscore Gospel. And now, if you will, let's think about a couple of texts. In Ecclesiastes 12 and verse 12, Solomon says, And further by these, my son, be admonished. Of making many books there is no end, and much study is a weariness of the flesh. Now, he wasn't telling and instructing us not to study, but rather the pursuit of knowledge, as he would speak of in earlier verses, would make a great difference in our lives. It takes effort. It takes reading. That's why he could go in Ecclesiastes 12 and 13 and says, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole of man. Well, if we fear God and keep His commandments... We need to know God's will for our lives, and that takes reading, and that takes studying. In 2 Timothy 4 and verse 13, Paul gave Timothy instructions on what to bring him there in the prison, and among them he said the books, but especially the parchments. Now, the parchments was an indication of Paul's desire to write, or it could be additional reading what had been written. Francis Bacon once said, Reading maketh a full man, conference a ready man, and writing an exact man. He began by saying, reading makes a full man. Well, you've got to read for knowledge. You know, through the years, it's been a joy to collect a variety of articles. I used to be on a lot of church bulletin mailing lists, and I still receive a few. Pick up bulletins when I visit congregations. But, of course, now I have a lot of those bulletins can be sent to me via email. And I like to read various articles, read different thoughts brought forth that are biblical, that are biblically based, I shall say. And, you know, this special program of the International Gospel Hour, I want to try something just a little different. I'd like to share with you some of these good biblical writings that I have come across and 
I found these recently in an area church bulletin. So we have a potpourri of a program tonight, and we'll be considering two or three different things along the way. The first article, I do not know who the author is, but it's titled, The Biggest Little Word in the Bible. Woody Hayes, legendary football coach at Ohio State University, used to take a lot of criticism when his team was not throwing the ball. When that happened, he would remind the team, three things can happen when you throw a forward pass and two of them are bad. Somebody picked up on that and said sermons are like footballs. It's best to keep them down on the ground and out of the air. I have read and heard that the great 20th century preacher N.B. Hardiman used to teach his preacher students, put the hay down where the calves can get it and the cows will do all right. Is the Bible so up in the air? Its message cannot be understood by the masses? I once heard a preacher at a teacher workshop trying to convince attendees the Bible was very difficult to understand. Thankfully, some preachers and teachers in the room, some who personally knew the preacher as a friend, took him on and reminded him that when it comes to the plan of salvation, basic teaching about the church and Christian living, and how to please God and go to heaven, the Bible is not all that difficult to understand for those committed to studying it. After all, the Apostle Paul reminded Timothy in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15 that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And in the context, Paul was referring to the Old Testament Scriptures. What is the biggest word in the Bible? Words like righteousness, justification, salvation, atonement, sanctification, reconciliation, propitiation, etc., pop up frequently in the text of standard translations of the Bible. Although the length of the average word in the Bible is less than five letters, some still, and mistakenly I am convinced, believe the Word of God is too complex and difficult for the average person to understand. In reality, the biggest word in the Bible may be only two letters long, the little word in. For example, Ephesians 1 verse 3 informs us, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ. The word in occurs about 120 times in Ephesians alone. Ephesians 2, 12, and 13 draws a dramatic contrast between Christians and those who are not Christians. At that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus... You who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Did you read carefully? Spiritually, every accountable person on earth is in one or the other of but two locations, in the world and without hope, or in Christ and near to God. To be in Christ is to be vitally connected to Him. Romans 6, 3-5 reveals that as many of us as were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death and that in baptism we are united with Him. From this vital union and connection with Christ flows everything the Christian needs for spiritual life and health. You may be in the money, in the know, in good health, in the good life, or in a thousand other things most people treasure and trust, yet never be in Christ. Since we all live on the brink of eternity, the most important question you can ask is not where you are in life, but who are you in? Think about it. 
What a challenging article. I'd like to continue with the next article written by Brother Dan Jenkins, who preaches in Florida. Brother Jenkins titled his article, Do Not Lower the Sail. He said, I am a long way from being an accomplished sailor, but the Apostle Paul spent many days aboard ships throughout his life. He understood nautical terms and used one of them three times in the Bible. The Greek word is hupostello and refers to what happened whenever the captain of the ship sensed troubled waters ahead. It was used to describe what happened when he ordered his sailor to lower the sails to avoid what lay ahead. Paul used the term lowering the sail twice in his meeting with the Ephesian elders. He described the teaching he had done in the three years he located in Ephesus. He specifically mentioned that he taught the same both publicly and from house to house. Those years were filled with adversity. Remember the riot his preaching had caused with the silversmiths in Ephesus who made images of Diana? Yet Paul stayed the course. He said in Acts 20.20, 20, I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable to you. The expression here, I did not shrink, is that Greek word. When troubled water lay ahead, he did not lower the sails even once. Paul's second use of the word described the heart of this great apostle and proceeded to his admonition to the Ephesian elders to shepherd the Lord's sheep and protect them from false teachers, even if the false teachers were part of the eldership. In Acts 20:27, 20, Paul said, I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Be on guard for yourselves and for all the flock. When false teachers threatened the church, Paul did not shrink. He did not lower the sails. Imagine the impact there would be on congregations if all elders refused to lower the sails, even though such actions mean they would have to sail through troubled waters. In Galatians 2 and verse 2, Paul used the term to describe what Peter did because of racial prejudice in the church. On one occasion, Peter associated freely with Gentile Christians, but when Jewish brethren arrived, he withdrew himself, fearing them who were of the circumcision. The words withdrew himself are from this same Greek word. He lowered the sails rather than navigating and conquering the troubled waters ahead. Brother Jenkins concludes, The church needs leaders who will never lower the sails rather than doing what was right. Our homes need mothers and fathers who refuse to lower the sails instead of creating needed conflict with their children. Our homes need husbands who courageously lead their wives and children, even though it means dealing with troubled waters. Do not ever lower the sails. Remember that it is always right to do right. We appreciate those good words by our Brother Dan Jenkins and good thoughts on do not lower the sail. Dear friends, may I ask, are these articles encouraging you? Dear friends, when we think about the encouragement from these articles, we can continue to be encouraged by studying the Word of God. Studying the Word of God can help us to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. As we mentioned from time to time, the International Gospel Hour offers, offers if you will, absolutely free, a Bible study course by mail, so you may study in the privacy of your own home. Just call us toll free at 1-855-444-6988. That's 1-855-444-6988 and your free Bible course will come your way. 
You can also reach us at the internationalgospelhour.com at our webpage. Leave us your name and address, and we'll be glad to fulfill your request. Dear friends, it could be that these articles today that we have shared with you, the biggest little word in the Bible and do not lower the sale, may be of interest to you that you would like to have a copy. If you do, please contact us and we'll be more than happy to help you with that request. I am glad you joined me today and let us try something a little different to let us hear from others and their good writings. Let's continue our studies together right here on the International Gospel Hour. And until next time, I'm Jeff Archie and keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. We hope first that it glorified God, but second, we hope that it edified you. Listen to it again if you need to, or to other lessons in this series by going to the Media tab at our site, internationalgospelhour.com. Oh,